Hey, what's up, YouTube? Uh, my name's Daniel. It's not just YouTube, Daniel. Darn it, man! I knew you should do it. Okay, great. <laughs> what do you say? I hear it all the time. Everybody. Okay. It just kind of relates with everybody, you know, yeah, whether so it's everybody. YouTube, whether it's Holy whatever. smokes! We're leaving this in, by the way. We're leaving the Andy. Leave this in. Okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. Hey. Uh, oh. Boy, <laughs> I'm falling apart. <laughs> Leave it all in, Andy. Okay, come on. Sorry. Address everybody on every platform that might be listening slash watching okay, this. Okay, I can do and, it. And slap your watch so it goes off. Yeah, and it's on silent. I don't know why I did okay. that. Hey, everybody, what's up? This is Daniel with Theomatic <laughs> Podcast, and this is Craig. I'm brand new at this. Uh, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast. We're actually live streaming on TikTok. People are watching us film behind the scenes. And this is season five. And so back, uh, so glad to be back here. I don't know why this Daniel is really can challenging. Talk. Daniel can talk. I can talk. talk. Yeah. Why in he the just world needs, is can my... Can you turn on silent, please? You know why? It's my wife texting me, and she's a VIP in my phone, and wow. so it's pushing through. VIP. Uh, yeah. And, and she's actually responding to your and Jess's uh, text. Oh, okay. okay. Well... He's going to turn that off because we're filming yeah. with you guys right now. You guys are VIPs. And uh, what we do here on the Thematic Podcast is we're attempting to lead people into a, a place in life where your theology is automatic. You're, when you face questions in life, whether it's theological or biblical or just what do you do with this decision? Um, is, it, is it rooted in a, a theology or a knowledge of God in some way? And so we're attempting to make good theology automatic, and we have a really good question today that has to do with a major part of any believer's life. And um, this is the question that we have on the screen. It says, what do you look for in a church or a pastor to make sure that they have the best intentions? And have you had any negative experiences in some that you've attended or watched online? Now, I actually wanted to honor mm. this, uh, this person. This question came through Instagram, but it's also a friend. I wanted to read the full question uh, because we do our best as much as we can to honor what people actually ask. Um, he said, we have an amazing local church that we attend, but I still love to listen to many sermons throughout the week online and from other churches around the world. Excuse me, Matthew 7 says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inward they're ravenous wolves. Mm. So I'm curious. What do you look for in a church or a pastor to make sure that they have the best intentions? Have you ever had any negative experiences in some that you've attended or watched online? So since I do know this person, and when they say they have a great church, it's our church. Yeah, uh, which is a great church. Yeah, so so this person is totally plugged into a local church here, the same church that I'm a part of, and uh, mm -hmm. and I, I think that it is healthy. And so I know that his not, not without just for, for the record not with not perfect not perfect healthy means like any like a health think of a healthy like a healthy body there can be wounds and uh, illnesses from time to time but Things they're repairing still need to get better they grow and they repair and yeah. that is a, a great Good sign point. of a healthy church right you can talk Good about point. issues bring them to the surface and you're stronger and better afterwards Good point. that is a hundred percent our church it's not perfect yeah. it's yep. but you know we're biblically based Holy Spirit spirit filled, right. desiring the presence of God, mm -hmm. love God, want to serve each other. And there yeah. are issues and sometimes pretty big, yeah. painful issues, but yeah. but we're on a trajectory. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, so all to say, it's, it's a good church. So I know that he specifically is asking like, man, he's listening to a lot online like you. You might be watching the Theomatic podcast and listening to this guy and this preacher and this influencer and 
all of these voices that we have access to today. So he's really wondering like, hey, how do I know if I can trust the videos and the podcasts and the sermons that I'm listening to online? But I I chose the particular part of the question where he specifically asked about church um, and pastors because I want to address all of it. So this is what I want to do, Daniel. I want to talk about, it'll be a big conversation about a similar subject, but three different. How do people evaluate in a healthy way a church if they're looking for a home church? Yeah. How do people evaluate if there's a healthy way to evaluate uh, their pastoral figure? And then and then, mm, well what do people do with online, with people that they probably don't know nor will have actual relationship yeah. with? Can't, How do they, can't see their life necessarily. Yeah, yeah can't yeah. see fruit necessarily like that, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's the that's the basic question, question, and I think that it's a good question that a lot of people are asking, especially the online part, because well, you're watching a theological yeah thing online right now. So how do you know we're not punks? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, I don't know, is a punk, total punkus. Okay, okay, well, awesome. Um, Let's dive in. He quoted a scripture verse. Is there any other scripture that is kind of kicking around your head to start with? Yeah, I mean. My thing is I would go kind of into where Paul is talking to Timothy about the qualifications for like overseers and deacons, because pastors would fall likely into, well, certainly they would need to fulfill those basic requirements. And so... It, um, you know, if I were talking to my, I always use the, like, if I were talking to my kids, I'm like, you know, they at least need to meet these. So these are like safe evaluators. Like, is their home in order? That's a good thing that I always tell my kids. Like, you know, if you're looking to follow someone and be sort of submitted under their leadership, what's the temperature of their home and their marriage? Is that someone you would want to emulate and be around? Because if they, to, if they're, I don't use, I used to use this phrase. I don't actually use this phrase anymore. If they can't lead their home, they can't lead a church. I actually don't say that anymore. It, what I say now is if the um, condition, what is the condition of their home will likely be the condition of their church. You know, I say it that way on purpose. Now. I like that. That is, yeah. I think that is a better way. Yeah. It's a way better way. Because it gets really nuanced sometimes with certain ages of yes. your kids and what That's does that right. mean to submission and lead your home. And yeah. And there's free will and rebellion, and yeah. so. But I like that. Like, what's the condition, and and yeah. that's most likely going to be the condition of the church. Yeah. Okay. So, so what about online? Like, you're not going to taste and see those experiences. Probably. Correct. Yeah. Well, the the question you asked me was what scriptures would I think of, and so oh, right, that, right. yeah, we're foundational yeah. scriptures so right now. That, yeah. I would go there because. Because being thematic, the first step is always, is there a direct scripture? Um, and then if there's not, then you kind of have to s- spread the net a little wider and be like, well, what's God's heart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. his character? What are other scriptures right? That's the entire to... point of our podcast. So, But we do actually have some direct scriptures about how to evaluate. So which is why the second Titus part... and Timothy. Yes, correct. And then, which is why the second part of this question is so relevant when you can't evaluate the things that you know, in their life. And it's important because what the Lord is saying through uh, Paul is that the quality of a person's personal life is absolutely a qualifier for ministry life. Right. Who they are in private right. absolutely affects who they are in their public ministry. Right. It's not yeah. just ability and gift. Correct. But it's character. Come on. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, I, and there was a, a great phrase from a mentor of mine that says, don't ever let your talent take you to a place where your character can't keep you. I'm sure he stole that from somewhere because it's a great phrase, yeah, but yeah, I love that. Too. Yeah. Um, so you could look those up in Titus and Timothy. Yeah. First Timothy three. I know that reference. Uh, um, yeah. and I actually in there too, it's describing two primary like levels of leadership within the church, elders and deacons. deacons. And that they're slightly different, mm-hmm. um, and that an elder has m- a little bit more weight and responsibility. And for that matter, I would say, so long as we're on the subject of evaluating a single pastor and a church, I think that you and I would both agree, you probably should ask, what is the governmental structure of that church? Yeah. Because do we agree that, biblically speaking, an eldership is God's Yes, that's form. the plan. Yeah. yeah. So as those passages that he talked about are, are talking about what an elder, how an elder and who an elder should be, some churches actually don't do that. And so yeah. I, I would just say be weary of a church that has one person or one couple that has the be-all, end-all decision-making mm-hmm. abilities, um, yeah. either practically speaking or within the actual bylaws, mm-hmm. because number one, I don't think that it's fully biblical. Um, well, we, I, we know that it's not fully well, biblical. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. I guess there's a process, like if you just plant a church yeah, and you're building sure. a team, or, yeah. you know, Paul just planted a church and now he's supporting. But yeah, like, that's true. At some point, you got to be on the path to yeah. a multitude of yeah. of authority, yeah. not just one person, because that's always a recipe for yes, correct. dictatorship and, and mm-hmm. potential problems. Not always problems, but potential problems, and it's unhealthy. So it is biblical yes. to have an eldership. Yeah. And so I would really look at it, does the church have that? Mm-hmm. Um, any other scriptures? Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about, you know, just generally scriptures about having wise counsel around mm-hmm. you, good friends around you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, you know, the hierarchy for us, when you, when you're, if this is in the case, how, how do you, what do you look for in a church or this says church and then pastor to make sure they have the best intentions? So this sort of implies maybe church selection. I don't want to say church shopping because like people move, they relocate and they're trying to select a church. My recommendation just really simply, and then we can move forward is you start on the website and you look at their statement of faith. Just start there before you go visit. Um, start at the statement of faith, make sure it jives with what you know the Bible says. Notice I say not your opinion, what the Bible says, because sometimes the you know our opinions, we're trying to align them up with what the Bible says. And right. I hear so many times people are like, I want to go to a church that believes what I believe. It's like, I get it. At the same time, right. if you're never challenged on any of your beliefs ever, it's probably not going to be a very stretching church. That's the like, one. That's growing you. But that's anyway. exactly where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you want to go to a church that is as biblically... Um, true and accurate, that believes in that as much as you can. So look at their statement of faith, if you can, that has an eldership. And then when you go, so as long as those things are great, when you go, um, look for a warmth, a community, a welcoming environment. Try to evaluate last the sort of the services of the church, you know, the worship and the children's ministry, those types of things. And here's why. I was on staff at a church, you were on staff at a church. These are volunteer-based programs usually. And listen, those might be needs and roles that your family can volunteer and fill. And if those are gaps of service or gaps of 
need that the church has, like don't evaluate it based on that. They might be waiting for you to come and fill that. Yep. So just because those aren't like maybe up to snuff for your evaluation needs doesn't mean that's not the right church home for you. Oh, I'm so glad you said you that. You know, so that should be like the last ranking criteria is how, you know, that experience is. I'm really glad you said that because statistically speaking, those are the number one ranking criteria Correct. for people that aren't thinking thematically or mm. intentionally. Should be very last. Because that's a, if you look, if you talk to the church world, it's like, okay, just across the board, what people are looking for is how's the children's ministry, how's the worship, how's the preaching? Those are the main things people mm-hmm. are going to stay. But, but since you're listening to this, you can think differently yeah. and you can set your standards differently, at least in a different order. Yes, different order, yeah. So I like that. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, and I, I would just add from my experience um, that... I have put it like this. I have been a part of tr- a church in the past that didn't necessarily have certain aspects that I would have been naturally inclined to, but they had so many other things that I knew that was going to was what I wanted and what God wanted for me. Mm. And let me say it like this. I've been a part of a church in the past that maybe the style of the the main preacher wasn't per se the style that I was used to or right. that I would if I could choose any style, I would maybe choose a different style. Right. But I knew the I knew the preacher in his heart and and it and it was awesome and great and he was a good leader. And so many other things that the church community were focused on and doing were so valuable right. that I wasn't gonna be like, Well, I don't like I don't like the preaching here, so I'm gonna go somewhere else. Well, I knew that God wanted more for me from that community. Yes. So like, yeah. I know that this question is about church and pastors and online influence, but like, especially the church pastor question, don't judge. God calls people to different church communi- faith communities for different reasons. And it's not always about the one guy That's right. or about how is the worship or the kids ministry or the preaching. That's right. Like what, what is it that the church is operating in that, could benefit you mm-hmm. either by encouragement or challenge. Yep. And what is God saying he wants to do in you like doing yep. you? That's right. And, and and I love what you said too lastly and I'll turn it back over to you. And what are the things that in that church maybe you're there to actually contribute? Absolutely. Because we live in such a consumeristic society. Yeah. That like we need to be thinking about what role might I play here to as God works it in, I work it out, yeah. not just for me to consume everything. Yeah, we got to be there. I I believe there's a movement at large. What I sense in the Holy the Holy Spirit is doing in the Big C Church, is there is a movement from a consumeristic, for lack of a better term, events based, come sit down, consume culture to a community service, more participatory. Uh, I just know it's happening. Mm-hmm. All the pastors I speak to, they're feeling it. I'm not saying events are bad, and I'm not saying attending and attending something on a regular basis is bad. I think they're really needed. Um, um, I love a good worship service, and I love it. It fills me up. Um, But the Holy Spirit is doing something. Yeah, that's Um, not... Yeah. That's not the fullness of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. So that's why when you pick... Your, you select a church, look at more than just the pastor and the way the message is delivered and the way the music sounds and are there enough services for your children or like slides to slide on. 
um, you want to look at this community because ultimately that's what you're going to be a part of and trying to build. We need to start thinking of it this way because I believe there's going to be a time in America where we're going to be leaning on each other a whole lot more. Can you live among these people? Can you bring mm. food to one another? Can you, you know, can you fix each other's cars? Can you, can you rally in, in flood? I just think of even just simple things like the flooding in Sacramento, like, can you build houses together? Can you clean up flood mud together? Like, mm-hmm. these are the people we need to start. Like, this is the stuff, Yeah, you know? So think about that rather than, do I like all these offerings that the church has for me, yeah. right? So, all right, we said enough on that. All right, so the question, though, really isn't so much about, you know, does it have good stuff, good ministries, good theology even? The, the heart of the question is like, how do I know I can trust a teacher that they're not a false preacher, a wolf prophet, in yeah, wolf. Clothing, yeah? So whether online or in person, other than observing their household, yeah, the observing their, household. their stated theology, is there anything else that we could think of that's like, yeah, especially for the people online, the smell test for yeah, the theology? How do you? How can you trust whether somebody is, yeah, truly godly or some kind of a? Uh, a wolf. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I guess I... It, um, how do I do it? I heard if you have 1.5 million followers on it, on TikTok, <laughs> you automatically are perfect theology. No. <laughs> I bet you get some grief about it, honestly, though. Do people do people feel like it? they come at you for that ever? For what? For just having a following? Do people come at me? I have I have two friends that are kind of celebrity pastors that I know in real life that are wonderful, amazing Christian people, and I know people that are I'm also friends that hate those guys that I know just because they're celebrities. I see. Yeah. 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 It's the way that like I make it akin to the and way I think you're gonna get there where I'll just know people that hate you, and I'm like I'll be so I'm gonna go to another place and be like, you know that Craig Brown? What a turd! I'm like I actually know that guy, and he's amazing. <laughs> no, you know? I totally. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's the way that I used to judge big churches. Yeah. I I was at a season in my life a lot of years ago where I was like, if it's a big church, it's watered down. Right. It was just, just go there. It was just this faulty assumption I had. And what I've come to realize is you can have a big church that's super healthy and a big church that's super unhealthy. 100%. And you can have a small church that's super healthy. Toxic. And yeah. yeah. So that's not the thing that's going to decide. And so you can have somebody that is anointed by God, completely pure and honoring God, and that is why God elevates them. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're, quote unquote, famous or a celebrity because people know them because they're so real and God has used them. Mm-hmm. There's other people that it is true have been elevated to positions because of false motives, because of manipulation, because of yep. even potentially the evil one instilling people, yeah. false false people in places. So mm-hmm. don't take the size of the church building or the person's following yeah. as the determining factor. How does you got to listen to more? How in scripture does he tell us we'll know? By the fruit? Yeah, but but it's so hard to evaluate that. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to evaluate fruit. It On, is online. Oh, online, yeah. Cuz it, it it's an interesting question. Yeah, I hear a lot of I hear a lot of people 
I don't want to use any church's names, but yeah, um, there's like, let's put it like this: there was there was this one pretty big church that fell mm-hmm. and no longer exists, and and a big part of the conversation around that church was, yeah, but for so many years people didn't maybe acknowledge the problems because there was so much fruit. Mm. There was so much good happening, and it was kind of like, yeah that's probably not the best, but like, look what God is doing. Hmm. And so there's a whole podcast about this church that I listened to. And it's like, um, it does bring up an interesting point that leaders especially have to be aware of that. We have to be careful not to fall into the trap that just because something is growing right, or getting the, bigger, the end just it doesn't the mean that we're free, that we're not potentially still walking into problems. We're just yeah. ignoring because there's so much, fruit oh yeah i I think uh yeah i don't think jesus loves that but but the problem but the problem is even in like the church like our size church medium size yeah or or for me personally having a million people follow me online i get so many messages it's just not physically possible for me to read or honestly care about all of them yeah i mean care in a you know give it each one attention. Yeah, I can't I can't yeah. give them all attention, but but also like if I get 500 critiques. Yeah. Who who whose soul has the ability to just take beating after beating? That's a but, great but point. But for me like I don't ever want to get to the place where it's like I'm just going to ignore any negative voice. They're just nothing because then I'm never going to listen to the critiques that I'm supposed mm. to listen to. So we always say things like this, like, listen, try and listen to as much as you can, even if it feels really hurtful, and eat the meat and spit out the bones. Mm. We have to have diligence and courage and strength really good. to listen to a critique and say, listen, I've considered that. I just don't agree with it. I move on and don't let it burn down your soul. But like some of the, some people just get, yeah, criticized, whether it's the size of their fallen river. And then you hear people like you, you're like, do you actually know him? Because yeah. I actually know that guy. Yeah. And like, he's a, you know, he's yeah, good. He's awesome. He's genuine. He really loves God. Yeah. You know, no, he's a sheep or, or no, yeah. he's a wolf. But so it is tough because you hopefully can at least get to know, well, you can get to know your church community. Hopefully you can get to know to a degree a local pastor online. It's a little harder. You just have to listen, just really listen with diligent ears. Um, are you hearing... I would say biblical teaching and are you, I would listen for like things that sound like misplaced motivation. Yeah, that's really good. I ha- I just came up with one. Uh, misplaced motivation is really good. Can you expand on that? And then I've got one. Just like as an example, if like at the topic of money, like if it feels like everything is coming back around to, I'm not saying like selling a book is a problem or making money is a problem, anything like that. But if it's always coming back around right. to some sort of financial gain for the pastor, some benefit, if it's like yeah. that's always what it seems like it is. I agree. Uh, th- that might be a problem. Or if it's like always f- feel good, feel good for you, not just about the pastor, for you. Like I can think of a certain pastor that's just like the bologna sandwich. Anyway, <laughs> it's just like all so about terrible. you living your best life. Yeah. It's just all about you. Yeah. And it's like, what is the motivation? Is it God's glory, God's kingdom being built, yeah. us sacrificing and serving each other? Or is it about these other things that aren't 
the yeah. center of the biblical narrative. Yeah. So that's what I mean by uh, motivation. Yeah. You, but you do have to be careful because we always have the luxury of our own intentions and people yes. have only see their actions and they make judgments and they don't always know our intentions. Yeah, so yeah. Just try and be gracious with people too because over my years in ministry, I used to be, like I said, very judgmental about everything. Yeah. In fact, confession, when I was dating Jessica, we would visit churches and she said to me once, I'm not going to visit a church with you ever again. Wow. We're not going to visit churches because you rip up and down everything. The greeting team, the worship team, the preaching. You always have something theological to say because you're so right. I'm not going to go with you anymore. Wow. It's exhausting. Wives will shape you real good. <laughs> uh, we weren't even married yet. I know, but you know what I mean? Yeah, and it and it and over the years, I've really been humbled to like, it doesn't mean that everybody's doing things perfect, but I have a lot more grace yeah. now because once you, I don't know, put it like this, I listen to voices who from people who have dirt on their hands way more than people who are sitting in the stands. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of haters, especially online, that there say is. whatever they want to say. And sometimes you don't fully understand something until you've been to that position or that level or done the work and worked with the people. Yeah, that's so, really good. Yeah, okay. So. I would say just be care- temper, temper your judgment. Evaluate, but temper. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Um, and I think a, gr- a great quote is like, we judge others on their actions and, and ourselves, ourselves on our, our intentions. intentions. That's, that's a great way to say it. Um, so as far as like, how do you evaluate, you know, wolves in sheep's clothing online, potentially maybe you don't 100% have to all the time because they're not leading you, they're evangelizing to you, they're encouraging you, you know? So in a sense, eat the meat, spit out the bones. The cool scripture, I, ha- I actually have a scripture for this all of a sudden, um, the word of God never returns to us void, meaning... It always sets out what it's accomplished. To, you know, it always does what it set out to do. So when you're receiving any good thing, even from a, a wolf, let's say it's a wolf, but they're preaching the good news of Jesus. Or like when Paul says in Philippians, some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing that I'm put here for the defense of the gospel. Even and better. He says, I don't even, he says, I honestly don't care because they're preaching the gospel. But for that preacher, it's a bad thing. They're going to get a punishment probably, but for but the, the hearer, hearer is still getting it. Exactly. Yes, so I hear even better. That, that's kind of what you're saying, Yes, right? so I'm saying. Like if you're listening to something and you're like, ooh, is this person good or not? If the message but, is but good. But what if you don't know enough yet to know if the message is leading you astray? Yeah, so... Because a bad person will eventually sew in bad messages. Yeah, so that's where you need thematic... <laughs> You need to read your you Bible. Need to read your Bible. Yeah. And get in yeah, with other people and exactly. discuss it. Yeah. So it always hey, is, goes back is, to that. Is ex preacher yeah. influencer correct on this part there of theology? Goes. Yeah. Work and it that, out in your faith uh, community. Exactly right. So and that's and that's where the the good news is, is like that's why Paul says, like, if anyone preaches any other gospel than what I've preached to you, let them be accursed. Like mm. it's so important you don't deviate from the the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. So so that's what I would say. Like, if you're listening to stuff and and you're just taking it in online, like take in what's good. And if you have questions, like, ah, oh, it seemed off, process it in your yeah. faith community. And when it comes to like uh, letting someone lead, lead you, because make no mistake, like there is an element of leadership and submission that is part of a community of faith. And we can get into that in another episode. What does healthy submission and leadership look like? But when you're in that, you should be able to physically know and be known by that person. That's why earlier in this season, we evaluated, can an online personality be your pastor? The mm-hmm. answer was a no, because yeah, that's a shepherd that. that lives among you. 
Um, and and they in that case, you should be able to evaluate the fruit in their life and see their temperature of their home. And here's the last thing I want to say. A great evaluation tool that I've used is look at how this person who has power treats the people they have power over. Mm, so good. Because if you see that they treat their peers one way and their dog or pet or kid or employee or a different way. janitor. Janitor, yeah. That's really or... telling. If they have power over someone that they don't have to treat with respect and they, they're very terse with them or disrespectful, that's usually an indication that uh, I oh, that's one flag for me. I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. So there you go. Yeah. Well, we need to wrap up this episode. Yeah, it's been a good time. conversation. <laughs> yeah. Im- important question because, yeah, we do believe everybody should be a part of a, a faith community and yeah. and under some form of uh, leadership, healthy authority and leadership. And mm-hmm. and online is something that we are literally doing now and, and yeah. is an important uh, supplement to our life moving forward. So hopefully you got something out of that. I know we didn't have a XYZ. These are the five conclusions, but yeah, I think we had a number of good thoughts. And, and read your Bible. Know your Bible and be in a good faith community that you can work out um, different hard questions in. So thanks for joining us today at the Thematic Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Peace.